0: Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, Uh, if you're taking notes, write down joy and peace. Peace. Joy and peace, we're talking about joy and peace this morning. How many of you remember the old song in Sunday school? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. And I'm so happy, oh, very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Yeah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. I'm going to make you happy today in Jesus' name. Now, a lot of you are like, Pastor, I don't have that joy. I don't understand where to get that joy. I took some headlines from this week from the news. I'm gonna read you some headlines. Okay, This is just this week, by the way, okay? This week's headlines. More lockdowns, new COVID variants, new COVID uh, vaccinations, masks, Maui, border crisis, China, nuclear uh, war, Russia, Inflation, recession, infected mosquitoes, <laughs> um, crazy house prices, aliens, uh, crime on the rise, child mutilation, sexual orientation, world economic forum plan to take over the world by 2030. These are the headlines this week. I mean, these aren't even the headlines from the last six months. They're bizarre. Like, I know, I don't know how many of you remember this old show called The X-Files. Anybody remember The X-Files? Like, when I was growing up, way back in the olden days, you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah, yeah, aliens. Now people are like, There's like real conversation. Like, when are the aliens gonna take over? It's, I mean, it's real. There's like people debating on news channels about this. I'll tell you when they're gonna take over when the church is raptured. They gotta blame it somehow. You think I'm crazy when I say that, okay? I'm not, I promise you. Listen, this is just this week. And I didn't even hit the trigger words that apply to your everyday. This is just what's happening in the world, right? I mean, there's so much pressure on you all the time, right? There's so much pressure to be thriving, that your family's thriving, your children are thriving, you're thriving on social media, everything looks the part, everything's all together, right? There's so much pressure that everything is a 10 out of 10 This is how Luke rates everything in his life, okay? We'll go to somewhere to eat. We were at somewhere to eat the other day, and he goes, Dad, that was a six out of 10. I don't think we should go back, okay? (laughs) You know? There's so much pressure to make the most money. There's so much pressure to have the most amazing trips with the most amazing experiences to share with everybody. There's so much pressure You know, and your kids with sports and school and grades and their future. and there's just so much heaviness. That's on us day by day. And I fully understand how you feel like, yeah, joy and peace. Where is it? And how do I find it? Because I get this. I have hard days. You know, I know, listen, look, I know I get up here and I'm full of joy and I'm excited. And listen, you know, like, I mean, I'll be honest, I spend hours on a Saturday just stripping off the heaviness of the week to make sure that I'm ready on Sunday morning. But listen, I have hard days, right? Just just like anybody, any of the 7.888 billion people on this earth right now. And I think a lot of times, people are going, nope. It's just too much. There's just too much going on, there's too much chaos, there's too much happening in the world. Listen, the amount of information that we're exposed to on a daily basis, how about the amount of horrible things that you see with your eyes? I mean, it's so interesting how you'll see like somebody having this wonderful moment where they reveal like we're having a boy, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for them to having a boy, and then the very next clip is somebody like getting murdered in L.A. Right? It's bizarre. And and this heaviness gets on us, and we we just get to the point where like I can't anymore. Right? I mean, it's like this song. Put up that picture. Okay? How how is this song? Now, I'm being serious. How is this song the number one song in America for week after week after week? Because it's the moment that somebody's crying out and actually singing about it, talking about it, going, this is how we really feel. We're overwhelmed, we're stressed, we're full of anxiety. We just, we just wish that we could wake up tomorrow and go back in time. Can we like go back to 1992? That was a really great year, okay? Like 1992, it was just a good year, right? Can we just wake up and things are different? So here's what happens. Because we can't handle it, our nature and our instinct is to do what? It's to escape. We just want to escape. Escapism, right? And here's what's interesting about escapism. It's a breeding ground for discontentment and wanting to just give up. I'm gonna say it again. It's a breeding ground for discontentment and just wanting to give up, right? So we just go, oh, I just give up. It's just too much. Can't handle it. And and this is a perfect place where the enemy comes to you with his lies. Right? This is where he kind of sneaks in the back door. Okay? And and you know, like his first lie is this you know you're gonna fail. Anybody else had that lie before? Yeah? Comes in, he goes. You're gonna fail just like your mom failed. You're gonna fail just like your family failed. You're gonna fail just like your friend failed. We're just, <laughs> we're just full of discontentment. We're overwhelmed. We're stressed. We're fearful, and the enemy comes in with his lies, and he and he shows you his blueprint. Isn't it amazing how like you can be driving down the road, and and. The enemy is just playing this real strip in your mind of how you're gonna fail, his blueprint of how you're gonna fail. He's telling you how it's gonna happen. You're, you're full of anxiety thinking about it, you're full of worry thinking about it, right? He's telling you exactly how it's gonna happen. Or how about this lie? This is one of his good ones too. There's gotta be an easier way, right? Like there's got to be an easier way to life than this, and I know that I've been here before many times. Okay, and, and listen, I'm I'm going to share with you some of the roles that that is my job, and I'm not sharing this to you know, get pity or to, you know, make you feel bad or anything. But here, I'm just gonna share with you some of these things. Like, number one, I have to be a visionary all the time. I gotta be full of vision because if I'm not full of vision, then there's no vision in the church and we can't move forward, right? So I gotta be a visionary. Um, I gotta be a creative mind. I gotta, you know, ask the Lord, Lord, like, how do we relate this word in a creative way that's different, that actually cuts to their spirit and their soul and, like, gets into their mind, you know? I have to be a counselor, Uh, A lot of days I have to be evangelist. I also have to be a teacher. I have to be a businessman because, you know, this thing is a business at the end of the day, and we're, you know, we got to pay people, and we got to do ministry, and we got to make sure the lights stay on, and there's a lot that happens in that, and then I have to be an event coordinator because we got to have great events for you to come to, and I got to do crisis management, and I'm on call 24-7, and I must be a leader, and I got to make sure that people are happy and fed so they don't leave. Our church. (laughs) Right? And I know you have your list, correct? And there's a lot of days the enemy comes and he goes, Doesn't a simpler life look better? I'm like, Yeah, sure does. And the enemy will come and he'll go, Jeff, come on over here. Come on, Jeff, let's escape. Let's escape. He'll come to you and he'll go. I know life is so hard. (laughs) Isn't it funny? He'll actually play to your emotions. Yeah. He'll play with you. He'll go. "I, I know it's so hard. I know it's so hard raising these kids. I know it's so hard with this husband of yours. I know it's so hard dealing with this boss. I know it's so hard. Come on, come on over here. Let's just escape. And we, and we want to, right? We, we want to go, put up that video. We wanna go there. Doesn't that music just like make you happy, like instantly, like you heard that music and you're like, oh yes. Yes. Thank you for the joy of the Lord it is my strength right now, right? I mean, look at those palm trees. I mean, you can cook a fire, you can put a pizza in there, you know what I mean? Like, look how peaceful this terrible animal, this cat is. I'm not a cat person and I don't, don't talk to me about it, okay? But you're like, you're like, yes, yes, can we live here? Yes, can that be my everyday? Yes, can we escape? And listen, there is nothing wrong with breaks, there's nothing wrong with vacations. But there is something wrong when this is what's dominating your thoughts and your heart on an everyday basis. So you want to escape, right? We, we, we want to escape and, and bury our heads in things like sports, in art, in music. And experiences, because you go, I just can't handle it. It's just too much. But let me say this. I'm I'm here to tell you something, okay? I'm here to tell you. Escapism isn't God's plan for your life. Okay? I'm gonna say it again. Escapism isn't God's plan for your life, nor is worry or anxiety or fear or stress God's plan for your life. This is not his way, this is not his plan, but here's what I will say. I do believe that God has a yearning in him for you to learn how to lean on him, amen? Darren, can I borrow you for a second? Can you get real loud for Darren, everybody? Good, come on. Darren, listen, Darren is so scared right now. He has no, no idea what's gonna happen, okay? I, I love Darren, okay? So I, we're gonna show them a little something, okay? I need you to just turn like this and just stand and be strong. I know you're good at that, okay? Right? So let's say Darren is God, right? My job is to rest on him. And that means what? I have to trust that Darren is not gonna move. Right? Okay? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, here we go. Oh gosh, there we go. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Oh yeah, Darren, if you, now if Darren moves, Okay, I'm toast. Okay, I got no hope. Right, my thighs are shaking so hard right now. Okay, there is, I'm just gonna land flat on my back. There is no hope. Right, good. All right, all right, all right. Good job, good job, good job. know, just say it. Just say it. All right, okay, say it. Right, I gotta learn to lean, I gotta learn to put my hope. I gotta learn to put my trust. This is why it's so important that we understand that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the Bible says he is not changing like the shifting shadows of this earth. We can rest assured that he will be the same, the same God that he was in the Old Testament is the same God he is now. And if you go, well, that was a mean God in Old Testament, uh-huh, I see a God of grace and mercy that led his people through the wilderness. I see a God who saved Daniel from the mouth of the lion. I see a God that was in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I see a God that rescued his people when they called out, amen? I need a miracle-working God that is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. And so I gotta learn to lean. Come on, get it real loud for Darren, come on. I gotta learn that he is my resting place. I gotta learn to allow him to be my provider. I gotta learn this. In some ways, God goes The hard way is my way. And you're trying to escape from it. And I'm actually trying to use it to teach you some things. God's trying to teach a generation, you can't retreat back to Egypt all the time. Isn't it funny, the people of Egypt, they cried out. God saved them, rescued them. But then when God took them out in the wilderness where he was trying to teach them to trust him, They actually said, we would prefer to go back to the place that we were slaves and we were beaten. Isn't that incredible? That they preferred to be a slave or beaten over learning how to trust God. That just tells you human nature. That tells us what our human nature freaks out when the Lord's like, no, no, learn. Learn to rest on me. Learn to lean on me. Learn to allow me to be your strength. So here's what we gotta do. We have to learn to renew our thoughts, okay? Change the way we see life. Change the way our mind works. So Romans chapter 12, verse two. says this, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of culture around you. So the ideals of culture around us is Worry, fear, stress, and anxiety, these are all okay things, right? We have made these normal. We've normalized these things. This is normal. This is how people function now. This is how people live their life now. This is how people see their future now. They don't see their life outside of worry, fear, anxiety, and stress, right? They view my life, I'm just gonna be on on four different antidepressants for the rest of my life. This is just normal. This is culture. This is the ideals. We normalize this, and then what happens too is that we make it a part of our identity. Like this is my identity, worry is my identity, fear is my identity, anxiety is my identity, and every thought you have filters through anxiety or fear or worry or doubt. So when God comes and goes, hey, I have more for you, I have better for you, it filters through anxiety and then God's word gets filtered right out, amen? says, don't, Paul's warning us, don't be conformed to the world. You, you gotta look at the world and go, you're weird, not us. Amen? The world wants to project that the church is weird right now. The world wants to project that the word of God is weird right now. No, 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 you're weird. We're not weird. We're free in Jesus' name. It says this, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformatting of how you think. How you think has to change. You can't think like your old life. When you come into the kingdom of God, you have to think like the kingdom of God. You can't think like the world any longer. You gotta change the way you think, and this is what happens, okay? This will, uh, it says this, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying, perfect in his own eyes. So here's the deal. The only way that I know we change is day by day, okay? Out with the bad, in with the good. I was writing that last night, out with the bad, in with the good. And I was thinking, where did I hear that before? And I was like, oh, that's in Dumb and Dumber when I was growing up. <laughs> When Jim Carrey is like, out with the bad, and with the good, out with the bad, and with the good. Day by day. And God gives us a plan for that. Philippians 4, verse 4. He says this: always be full of joy in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Always. All the time. Always be full of joy in the Lord. So the question is, can you have joy in the middle of moments that you feel anxiety and worry? And the answer is yes. You can. Now, the way we find joy is this, through thanksgiving and gratitude. Because thanksgiving and gratitude produces what? Joy. Joy. You need to write that down, you need to tweet that out, you need to tell 10 friends. You wanna find joy, find thanksgiving. You wanna find peace, find gratitude. Because let me ask you this, have you ever met somebody that was happy and joyful, but that person was full of negative words? Can I get a big no, right? You will never find that. You'll never find somebody that is full of joy, full of peace, happy, right? But it's full of negativity and isn't grateful and thankful. That doesn't exist. You wanna know the most happy people in this world? They're the people that are grateful and they're thankful for everything that God's doing in their life. No matter what season or time they're in, they are thankful and grateful. And you're like, that's not what I wanna hear, Pastor Jeff. I want to hear that God's gonna rescue me from all of my problems, and he's gonna take all of them away, and it's all gonna just happen in a moment, and everything's gonna change. I'm sorry, that's not how you find joy and peace. It's through grateful. See, grateful people aren't focused on what they don't have. Oh, you write that down. Grateful people are not focused on what they don't have. Grateful people are focused on God's goodness and what he's done for them. Grateful people go, God, I thank you that I have a job. It might not be the job you want. It might not be your dream job. It might not be uh, fulfilling you or satisfying you in the way that you want, but aren't you thankful that you have a job and that job provides for your family and it gives you, right, it gives you the ability to take care of things. Grateful people go, God, I thank you for all the years that you've provided. God, I know that things might be tough right now and they might be lean right now, but I've seen your hand of grace and favor upon my life year by year by year, and here's what I know, you don't change, and I'm thankful, God, that you'll meet our needs and we'll get to the other side. Amen? Grateful people are thankful for the grace of God. Grateful people, thankful people go, God, I thank you that in you I have more than enough. I have enough strength, I have enough joy, I have enough peace, I have enough hope. Thank you, God, that you're my strength. Grateful people go, God, thank you for the car that I have. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the house that I have. Thank you, God, for this appliance. I, listen, I'm, every, time, every time I touch things in our house, I'm always like, God, thank you for this washer. Thank you, God, that this washer, la- I mean it. Thank you, God, that this washer lasts for 20 years when it shouldn't. Grateful people, grateful people, thankful people are not entitled people. Man, we got an entitled generation right now. We got entitlement attitude, thought life. Thankful people go, God, I thank you for the opportunities that I have now. I thank you for the doors you've opened now. God, I thank you for the opportunity to give and to serve. I told the staff when I got back from uh, our break, I said, listen, we're going to three services and this is the attitude. We're thankful and we're grateful. We're thankful and we're grateful. We don't have to do this, we get to do this. I don't have to serve, I get to serve. I don't have to give, I get to give. I don't have to love God's people, I get to love God's people. I don't have to invite people, I get to invite people. I'm thankful that God is using me right now before he comes back and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be used by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, amen? come on. (laughs) Grateful people go, God, I'm thankful that as I'm faithful, you'll entrust me with more. You'll give me more. As I'm faithful with what you've given me, God, your word promises you'll give me more. Thankful people so, God, I thank you, God, that you're leading me to victory. God, I thank you that even in the season that doesn't make sense, you are still with me. You're my shepherd. Your rod is with me, and you protect me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because your rod and staff is with me. Amen? Grateful people, thankful people. You know what's funny? I have this thought. It's funny how God will answer our prayers. We'll go, God, bless us with a family, bless us with children, God bless us with this home, God bless me with this new job, this new promotion, this career, God bless me with this. And then the very things that God blesses us with are the very things that we end up cursing. We're like, God, I'm so stressed out about these children. He goes, well then why'd you ask for them? Grateful people see things differently. Thankful people see things differently. We had had this belief, we still have this belief. We never speak death over our boys. We speak life over them. We speak blessing over them. They're a gift, not a curse. People will say, man, my kids are a bunch of demons. And I'm like, they're a demon because you call them a demon start calling out the things of God in their life, that they're obedient. I was laying in bed with Luke last night and I told Luke, I said, Luke, you are such a good boy. You're an obedient boy. I'm so proud of you that you love Jesus and that you love your mom and dad. I'm so glad to have you. Luke, I believe that you can do anything that God calls you to do. Amen? Thankful people see life different. Grateful people see life different. And this is what it says in verse 6. Don't worry about things. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God about everything. He goes, tell me about your worries. Tell me about your fears. Tell me about your anxiety. I know you have them. Talk to me. Tell me about them. And then it says this. Thank him. (laughs) Thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for all the blessings. Thank him. Find thankfulness. And this is what the Bible says in verse seven. Then you will experience God's peace. Different than world's peace. You will experience God's peace, which you can't understand. And his peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus.